get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Calling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. Let's talk about fucking birthday parties. And Do birthdays? we like them? Do we like planning them? Do we like attending them? Well, Leon's birthday party was on Saturday and very cute from the photos. You well, wouldn't when I asked you about it, your response was like it was it was so honest and like <laughs> that was I think why we kind of decided to talk about this further today is you were so honest and it's I think so much what every mom feels when they're throwing a birthday party. Yeah, it's like the party was lovely besides me being an absolute expectation monster. And I, I have since analyzed it more thoroughly because my mom keeps checking in, being like, how are you doing? The party was great. Are you okay? I was like, wow, was I so unhinged that you are like worried about me after the fact? But I just, I get very uniquely flustered on those days because it, now that I've thoroughly thought about this because you care well and it's it hits something deeper for me which is that I am constantly disappointed that I cannot photograph my family the way that I photograph everyone else that I love so on my sister's kids birthdays I'm there with my camera I take photos of their kids I mean maybe now now that there's six <laughs> grandchildren in the proverbial clan uh it you know, I do less of a monumental thing, but like in the first few years of all their kids' lives, I'm there with my camera. We get something beautiful of their whole family. We take photos of the party, whatever. And there is this undercurrent in me that is just already disappointed on those days for my family because I know that I'm not going to get that. And I wanted to get ready and my lab was having a frame sale. So I was like, this is the perfect time to redo my mantle that my son is not on, even though he's been alive for two years. And he's literally only on my wall downstairs in one photo as like a seven month old baby. And he's in the upstairs wall. But, you know, there's just like, I'm a photographer. I should have a beautiful photo of my family, a beautiful photo of my son. But it's arranging it is hard. I mean, I have so much empathy for my clients. Organizing family photos is hard. And then, you know, the person who has always photographed me, my mentor lives in Colorado and she will be out here later this summer to take some photos. But long story long, I had all these visions in my mind of what I wished could happen that I knew couldn't, which just like set a tone for disappointment already. And I should say, my neighbor did take a beautiful photo of us. I mean, it's going to have to be a composite because Leon is looking like a maniac in the one where me and Trevor and Carl look okay. But I'll make a composite of it. It will be fine. We will have a family photo. It's probably not going to go on the mantle, but maybe. I don't know. I got to look at it again. But I just like, so then I get into this place where I'm already bummed out and then my husband goes to clean waffle batter out of a cold waffle iron that somebody dumped batter into with a dish towel. And I just snapped. It was like, use your brain and yelled at him. There's like 10 people there. I was like, oh, I mean, sorry. Let me just go remove myself for one second. That's <laughs> relatable though. Using the wrong way to clean something up is also a pet peeve of mine. Like that extends to my kids that yeah. extends to like, I have to be like, is it going to be hard to get out? Is it going to make the rest of the wash disgusting like I think that those things are real because they ultimately fall on us to then fix it after it's 
been fixed. Well, and he asked me, he was like, can I have a towel? So, and I didn't, my brain did not see, like I just heard, can I have a towel? I did not see the mess that he was dealing with. So I'm the one who brought him the dish towel. So then he was like, you're the one who brought me this towel. And I was like, well, you could have said, I need a paper towel or something to clean a bunch of waffle batter up. Not like our nice dish towel to wipe. Also like wipe, but I don't know. Anyways, my brain was not on. So then I reacted emotionally then I was all insecure that I'd made a scene and everybody was worried about it. And even though nobody fucking cares, everyone's just like, whatever, we're having mimosas on the patio. It's fine. <laughs> but all this to say, uh, you know, it was just like one expectation disappointment after the other, which is just such an important reminder that if you don't have any expectation, everything is fabulous. <laughs> and yes, yes and no. I think that's, I think that's super fair. Like, I, on the other hand, am more like, um, I, I mean, the pandemic came, the only good thing coming out of the pandemic is I didn't have to throw birthday parties for my children. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that, kids. I'm very sorry for that. But (laughs) I tried to make it into something that was a little bit like we would try to go on a family trip or we would try to go to a destination or just something that wasn't, because I can't do that. I can't, I am not dialed in enough to do have all of the things for the party. I did throw one really great party and I feel like because it was such a great party, I can never throw another party again. (laughs) So for my daughter's third birthday, so we went through a time where, um, if you've listened to the show, I've talked about it before, but my daughter identified as a potato for quite some time. (laughs) Her nickname was potato. She told people she was a potato. She introduced herself that way, everything. And so I had a potato party for her. My amazingly creative sister-in-law created a Mr. and Mrs. Potato had where the kids could put their heads through and they could take a picture. We had a baked potato bar. We had French fries. We had tater tots. Like everything was solely revolving around the potato. I got uh, these little things where the kids could plant potatoes. I cut out potatoes so that they could draw and decorate potatoes. You know we love a theme. so (laughs) I mean clearly. Well that's the thing. If I had nothing else to do I would be the best birthday party planner but I have all these other things so then the birthday party does not it's it's the way my ADHD brain works where like things do not occur until they are the next thing yep and then once they are the next thing I am frantically trying to work on that next thing and you know that's just the one that's the morning of and then of course Trevor was like you can't go to yoga because you'll be a basket case for the party so I was like no problem I won't and then he was like but plot twist I'm gonna go exercise for an hour and a half oh snap (laughs) so then he went to work out which again like none of these things are a problem on their own but in the course I was like okay you told me I couldn't work out then you go to work out then at nine o'clock the party was at 10 I get on my watch to text our neighbor's son who's home from college to see if he was available to come over and hang out with Leon for the last hour until the party started. Trevor eavesdrops me talking to the watch, like, hey, Sam, can you come over? He's like, no, we don't need him. I can watch Leon. I'm fine. Then he proceeds to need to make the whole breakfast, obviously is not watching Leon. So then I'm watching Leon. So that momentary decision to listen to Trevor and be like, okay, fine, we'll deal with it. Instead of go with my gut, which is like have somebody come over to entertain Leon for this last hour so that we can be ready and get ready. Because two people helping is better than one. Exactly right. Like, that was really the biggest problem of the whole day. Now that, again, I have analyzed this to death since the afternoon. But, 
Like, had I just said, no, fuck off, Trevor, we're going to have him come because then we have an out, then everything becomes not your fault. But the minute you don't allow me to summon help and then we proceed without help, it's now all your fault. <laughs> and so every single thing that went wrong from that moment on which became, one? no, Siri, not every- you. <laughs> I love that. Which one? Which one? She's like, which one went wrong? <laughs> Every single thing that went wrong, I was like, this is your fault, this is your fault, and then waffle batter was just the culmination of the rage. (laughs) Okay, so this is actually, like, so again, we've talked about how sometimes this, doing this podcast becomes a therapy session for ourselves. I know, it's so important. Does Trevor have a hard time asking for help, or accepting help? You know, maybe? I mean... I would say yes, only because I feel like I literally never hear him ask for help. So okay. yeah. <laughs> so, so so how this is insightful, selfishly yeah. for me, is I in that situation, not in that specific one, that specific one, I would 100% side with you on that. Yeah. Like, yes, get that teenage college age son over. Well, and he keeps asking us if he can help. So he's See, like, I want to make extra money. I'm like, it's 20 bucks. Just come over, help us. But go yes. Ahead. No. And so I have... I'm way better now, like monumentally better now. Um, But there was a period in my life where also I had a hard time asking for help Mm -hmm. and accepting help and accepting offers of help and realizing when I need help because it changed my mindset of always being in control or having the ability to go ahead and prioritize what needed to be prioritized, which again, all kind of ties back to the whole ADHD thing of it. Uh, so I 100%, this is very eye opening to hear how tough it can be for the other partner. Although my husband has absolutely voiced how hard it is because I will do things like that. I'm like, no, no, I got it. And then he's like, you said you got it. You don't got it. And like, I now even more so have had like that clouds opening and rays of sunshine ah moment of like, all right, I need to like be more aware of that because I know how frustrating it is. I know I can see it in his face. I see it in the dynamic in those stressful situations. And it is, it's, it's, it's all right. All right, universe. I know. Well, and I think it immediately makes me think of I don't even know what you want to call it. A hack, a life tip where you set an hourly rate for yourself and then you do nothing that is below that hourly rate. And, you know, once upon a time, I set that hourly rate to $250 an hour. So I'm like, oh, if I can have this guy come over for 20 bucks to take care of all my childcare while I get myself ready and make sure the house is organized, whatever, could not be more worth it. Like hop on over, no problem. But, you know, in Trevor's mind, he's like, these are our family. Like, mind you, none of his friends were coming. This was not like school parents. This was no one except our neighbors and our immediate families, like my siblings, their families, Trevor's siblings, their families. And somehow in my mind, that is more tense for me. And I think it's because I have all of these you know, all of these conditioned beliefs that I was the defective one, the ADHD baby, the kid that has problems. And so I want to demonstrate that I am not defective and I am capable of hosting a wonderful party and not flying off the handle and being emotional and making it about me. And what did I do? I literally (laughs) just wrote down ADHD trigger. So I wouldn't forget because I do the same thing. We have to, I feel like because we've masked and we've presented so long, but again, being told that you're different or defective or because we're not there's so many people like us yeah so so many many. so many so many wildly successful people like us mind you right 
But yeah. I feel that. I feel that <laughs> need to make everyone be like, no, no, I've got my shit together. Yeah. I am a competent mom. But like, <laughs> they think that already. Oh, you'd hope, right? I mean, after that birthday party, I don't know. <laughs> now they're maybe questioning it. But no, I, I mean, again, the party was fine, right? Everything went fine. The literal only thing that was not fine was me having a meltdown about it not being fine, <laughs> which is just so hilarious in hindsight. And then, of course, the next morning, Trevor was like, you seem so much better today. How are you feeling? I was like, oh, I'm feeling great because I'm not hosting an event. That it's I- over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. He was like, wow, it's so nice to have you back. <laughs> like thank you I'm glad I'm sorry I won't leave again ideally hopefully so, this will teach me a lesson going forwards let's regress so what were birthday parties like for you when you were a kid you know my mom mentioned this is why I didn't throw you birthday parties and I hadn't even remembered that you know again I think the ADHD brain we don't process memory in the same way but your brain is so present focused you're not really like processing memory in the same way And there is, we need to have some, like a specialist on here to better explain why that is. But it is, my dad is the same way. My mom and I were talking about that in our, in our urge to always want to take photos of things. My dad and I have always been the leaders and like wanting to document stuff because we don't remember things as well. And I do remember my sister having a birthday party. And I only remember this because I saw it on video. We did, we, it was a Christmas Eve that my oldest sister who does not consume cannabis was with her mom, my dad's uh, first wife. And so it was just the core, the four of us, me and my other sister and my mom and dad. And so we got high and watched family videos. (laughs) And one of them was Danielle having a birthday party. Everybody is singing to her. And I am in the background slamming on a table. Give me cake. I want cake. And I was like mortified, right? Just like horrified looking at this video. I was like, Beth, why did you not backhand me in this moment? She's like, well, I may have once I turn the camera off. I can't say for sure. Uh, But perhaps that was the last birthday party Beth ever threw for us. Because she then says she basically fizzled them out. We didn't really do them. And then I do recall... You know, we did like the, well, again, these are all photos, right? I remember a photo of me having a birthday party at, what was that place in the Family Fun Center? Do you remember the Family Fun Center? It was like Chuck E. Cheese, but less grimy. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can 100% imagine exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. I was like maybe equally as grimy, but in my mind it felt less grimy. It was in, I want to say Tukwila or something. It had like a go-kart track. I don't know. I remember photos from there from a birthday party. So we obviously did them at some point, but my mom is an introvert, you know? She organizing an event, which mind you, she already had to do for every family holiday because she's one of eight with a, you know, 14 cousins, huge family, right? So we're already organizing big events for every single holiday. So then the kids' birthday parties, I think she tried to do as few of them as possible. So I never remember them being monumental, I guess I should say, until I was older. And then, of course, they were more of a thing. But you just generally thought of her as someone who threw a good event because it was either a birthday party or a holiday. Like maybe it wasn't always a birthday party, but it was like, yeah. Yeah, I do. What was your experience? So um, I have a couple, but I actually just elaborating on just a mom friend that I have who's I, I think she's probably ADHD like us. Um, and that's probably why I connected with her, but she throws the most epic birthday parties, but she tells me at these birthday parties, 
all of the the details, all of the not sleeping for a week, all of the because she hand like she will hand make things, she will hand paint things. She threw a Harry Potter birthday party one time that was like like the cake was a golden snitch. I mean, and all the kids oh got spell books. All the kids had wands. Like uh-huh. it was so epic. But she was literally like, I I'm I'm I need to like go hibernate for yeah. a week because it was so insane. Uh, but even you saying that makes me immediately feel another reason I'm so. I don't know, eager to perform is because my sister does epic birthday parties too. Both my sisters, actually. My eldest sister is a great baker. I mean, and gosh, they both. They both like made amazing cakes for their kids. They always have great decorations. And you know, they probably think our parties are just as fine and good. But in my mind, the comparative is the thief of joy. And I'm just comparing to what they've done and then I'm like well whatever I do will suck comparatively you're totally right about all of that and the negative self-talk needs to walk its sweet ass out the door I know how dare I you guys do as I say not as I do I am not being an, an example of what I preach right now I'll tell you what I wish that sometimes within sibling or family dynamics or just community dynamics that we were able to be like, you throw great birthday parties. I cook great dinners. How can we trade these things? You know what I mean? So then we can play into our strengths. But I guess maybe we'll work on that for the next 10 years after we figure out global warming. Well, and that's the thing. They throw beautiful birthday parties. I take beautiful photos of those birthday parties. And then they all have them. And then I... In my mind, I'm like, now I'm throwing a bad birthday party and I don't get the great photos. (laughs) I feel that, man. Wave my fist in the air. (laughs) God damn it. So my birthday parties, I have two that stick out. So overall, I don't like birthday parties because I don't love to be the center of attention. I love making other people feel good. I love making other people the center of attention. I love how that feels. I don't like it as much because... I feel like my reactions are scrutinized and Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't react correctly in the first couple moments of a surprise or seeing a gift. Like I get defined correctly. Well, (laughs) right. I know like, like uh, exuberant joy. Okay. Um, sometimes I have to like fear. Well, kind of like, well, so I get so secret, not secret. I get really butthurt when I receive things that I feel like are like not me because then I go, I spiral. I'm like, nobody knows me I haven't let anyone realize who I am like I I 100% spiral like I'm not kidding like one time Mike got me these like candles and like I'm not a candle snob or anything but like if I, I don't I don't even really use candles like to be totally honest like I have three candles in my house right now. I have, okay, maybe have about five. Two of them were gifts and three of them were the purchase after our dogs had a shit apocalypse oh, in our no. house and we just like needed to clear the air. <laughs> so he, sweet Mike, I feel so bad, had gotten me these candles and I was literally like, there's nothing, like they're not like a specific smell I would like. They're not like, uh, you know, soy based or like, like anything that would like go towards the sustainability that I lean into. And so I just like things like that trigger me into feeling like no one knows who I am and then take me further into a spiral that I have only let people see the sides of me. I think they will approve of. Oh my God. I know. Interesting. So birthdays Deep. were fun. Yeah. I was like, wow, with this is a therapy session. I me know. More. So birthdays, were and but then I had a sister uh, I have a sister whose birthday is five days earlier than me so we are are two years 360 days apart who loves attention and birthday parties so together we had a lot of co-birthday parties right five days apart don't fault my parents birthday parties are hard to throw let alone in the same month let alone in the same week yeah but I blame them for conceiving us in that way so anyways (laughs) 
Hilarious. Just kidding. So I never really, I didn't like birthday parties. I didn't like it. I liked celebrating it. Like I liked being able to just do what I wanted on that day. I liked yeah. that aspect of it, but I didn't want the like whole, the attention that was associated with it. So two birthdays that, that ring a bell for me. Um, I was on our family computer, which was like the oldest version of a Mac computer. Like it was a huge square. Like, I mean, it was, uh, I played Power Pete on it. If anyone back to like the old school Mac days knows what I'm talking about. It was the best computer video game ever. It was like a toy soldier that went around like to all of these different like candy or Candyland-esque worlds, like going on missions and collecting these stuffy rabbits. Um, I digress. So, um, I was, <laughs> I was, I was gaming, I was gaming yeah. and I went to open something and I found a surprise birthday invite okay. for me and just like freaked out <laughs> because I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. My mom is going to get so mad because she, I saw this invite. Not only did I see the invite, I don't want this party. <laughs> I don't know who they've invited. Just right? email because the chain. Unsubscribe. Was there email then? Wait. <laughs> I definitely did not have an email. I think it was, we, I mean, we had dial-up AOL. Yeah. Like, it was, straight up. It was those days. Those days. So, I just remember just totally freaking out because I didn't know who she invited. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you let your parents know some of your friends, but not all of your friends. And so yeah. then I, you know, immediately started spiraling on the ramifications. If I didn't invite so-and-so or if people I actually didn't like were there, you know, how that goes when you're younger. That's just something that's a little bit more traumatic. Yeah. So we had the party in my birth in, in my backyard. I, I'm guessing it was fine because, again, don't have any stored traumatic memories other than finding this invite <laughs> yeah so that was that's one of the ones that stick out another one is my 13th birthday so something about me I was like the hugest tomboy like wearing dresses was like an absolute punishment like an absolute punishment you could ground me ground me rather than do that yeah. so so we're a tomboy and we're 13 we're tomboy turning 13 pivotal age and my parents wanted to take me to a fancy dinner I love fancy that. dinners mean dresses I hate dresses. Interesting choice for a 13-year-old. Fancy dinner. I think they were like introducing me to to womanhood. That's what I was Something say. like that. Introducing me to... What's that? Like debutante mall? Yes. They do that. <laughs> Did they do that in the Midwest? Cotillion. All yeah. that. Is that when you're 13? I guess I was going to learn soup manners. So <laughs> in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, where I grew up, there was a rotating restaurant. That spins in a circle. Ooh. And so that was the fancy restaurant that they decided to choose for me for this 13th birthday. And I just remember it vividly, like being in the elevator and thinking, this is the last place that I want to be. But also being required to appear cheerful, appear joyful about going to this fancy dinner, which I knew was costing more than we would usually spend at Applebee's for Mamat Sticks. (laughs) And you wanting to have the correct response. Exactly. And wanting to feel that so as to not make them feel bad. That was a big thing in my past too is yeah. if I disagreed with things and it would make people feel bad, I would just swallow it because uh-huh. I didn't want that person to feel that way because of like my likes or dislikes. Yeah. So that was particularly traumatic. The only thing I remember about the dinner is that I got beer cheese soup. Like an Glamorous. adult. <laughs> like a, that 13 year old adult that I was. But it just really changed how 
I viewed birthdays. And so from once I was more in control of my birthdays and what I wanted to do, I spend the day bike riding. I spend the day opening doors for people and complimenting them on their outfits. I guess it's still like my desire to not have it be on me. But I sure as shit hit up every place that gives me a birthday gift. And I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. Free things. (laughs) I know. And that's ultimately now as an adult. You know, so my birthday is tomorrow, and we are... Shut up! I didn't know that! (laughs) No! I know, surprise! Hi! Uh, I was also going to say I figured out your birthday is the day after Trevor's, too. I was like... He's 9-12? Yeah. Stop it. I know. Oh, my God. My first boyfriend was 9-12. Well, and all I have so many of my closest people on Earth are Virgos, like, are from born that week, basically. It's like something about about the cosmos where I find those people. I don't know. No, it's because nine months is either Christmas or New Year's, depending if you're born early or late. Oh, hilarious. So people are fucking a lot during that time. (laughs) Well, that also makes sense. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, I think it's, you know, also like the air sign, Gemini, and the earth sign, the Virgo. You have this connection, you know, this balancing, if you will. Um, But, you know, we're going to the post in Leavenworth because I love uh, spa vacay where it can just relax and not have any expectation, you know. And I think... There was a time when I celebrated my own birthday more grandiosely. I specifically remember in college a 10-day birthday celebration we did. And I, Hell yeah! It was so fun, you know? But it was, again, like this carefree energy where I was not fussed with other people's experience the way that now I feel so consumed by making sure other people feel good or are okay which I guess I've always kind of been that way too, but I don't know. I just don't remember it being as dominating as I feel like it now is when I go to host something or plan something and I just feel very consumed by how is everyone else going to feel about it. And that is, you know, perhaps my life's work. One of my biggest hurdles is I just am constantly worrying about what everyone else is feeling or it's thinking. It's exhausting. Yeah. Which you're like, it, but it doesn't serve them either, right? You're like, so And I'm, they probably aren't thinking that. Exactly right. I mean, and this is, again, like... Practice as I preach, Nat, I am constantly telling everyone, all my photo clients especially, everyone is thinking about themselves, their own selves, as much as you are thinking about your own self. And yet, I somehow cannot remember that in my own self when I'm thinking about things like birthday parties and whatever, which is so silly. Working on it though, you know, conversations like this are how you recalibrate and you remember, oh yeah, I haven't been... I have been doing that. I've been working a lot on the let them theory, which is just... Exactly as it sounds. Just let them. Everybody, somebody wants to clean out waffle batter with a towel? Let them. Hose off the towel later. Throw away the towel. Who gives a shit, right? Like, if I were just able to pivot to that place, which, you know, it's just a mindfulness practice, right? Pre-birthday party, you let them, let them, let them. (laughs) Just channel that energy so that that way you are primed to let them the whole party. And maybe have some fun. And maybe have some fun, you know? My mom came up to me and she was like, you know how I used to handle birthday party stress? I'd start drinking early. (laughs) It's like, yeah, hand me a mimosa. Your girl needs to relax. And I think in that moment too, this is where my weed stigma gets me the best because I'm high stress. I would normally cope by hitting my pen or like smoking weed in some capacity, but it's a 10 a.m. birthday party with the whole family, so I feel like that's bad and I shouldn't, even though everybody's drinking champagne. And offering you some. And offering me some, so like me hitting my pen would not be a bad thing. Ultimately, I did, after I removed myself from the water waffle batter incident, I went and hit the pen upstairs, came back down, felt good as new, you know? 
Uh, but it's just one of those things where I feel like the way that I cope is bad or wrong for that circumstance. So then I'm not coping and then I'm reacting. Insane, yeah. Yeah, insane is a perfect word for it, truly. I mean, I was unhinged. When I think back on it, I'm like, yeah, your girl was out of her mind. <laughs> it's hard, though, because, like, I feel that same that same way. I love the let theory in, or let in, them, yeah. theory in concept. Yeah. But you're right. In that moment, you're like, but this is preventable. This isn't a, this isn't a let them moment. This yeah. is a, you should have not done that. Don't be dumb moment. This isn't a let them moment. This yeah. isn't where the theory applies, but you're right. It's directly where the theory applies. It and is, that's the hardest part. Exactly. It is literally the perfect case study for why that theory is so profound. Because had I just let Trevor do it, he would have realized that was stupid. He would have had to deal with the towel. I could have just walked out of the room and let him right and then he would have been like "Ugh, what do i i mean to be fair though what probably would have happened is i would have come back in there would have been a waffle batter covered in towel sink. in the sink and i would have been like who did this off ah, this shaken to the air again but you know we're all just growing and learning and i constantly try to remind myself you're figuring this out right it's leon's second birthday if by leon's fourth birthday you're chill throughout the whole party then yay this this day was worth it, it and he was... won't remember it so that's <laughs> no. even better it's like you get a do over each year till they're about like five or six exactly right that's what i'll tell myself uh, i did think of one more best birthday which okay, like because we were talking it. about like good birthdays and how they went so my best friend katie one of my best friends she threw me a because you have to say that because otherwise people get mad yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i do consider her my best friend but i have other best friends too you yeah. know okay sorry glad we were able to clear the air on that you cleared the air she is my number one best friend and she threw this party <laughs> so she took me out for a steak dinner like we had like a girl date before which i think was cool because i do crave the intimacy of a birthday party but then also i do love a bigger party as yeah. long as i don't have to make too many decisions it there was super easy she booked the room in our uh uh, in our apartment the party room in our oh, apartment yeah, yeah. which okay. was right down the street walking to bars we went there we had drinks we had our favorite drinks i remember we went to this place in milwaukee and we got steak oscar which is steak with the crab on top and butter i mean it was just Gorgeous. like amazing so we had this bomb ass dinner and then we went and party with our friends and then we walked to the bars we were out super late and so i did want to go ahead and say that i did i and i, I have had many other really great birthdays after that but yeah. when you do think of the, your childhood birthdays and maybe capping that at 21 because yeah. then you're officially drinking having porn you know all of those lovely <laughs> having things porn that, for your birthday i was like i will have a porn please no you're right that's 18 so i even messed that Oh my gosh, hilarious. Yes, I will have a porn. Thank you. I do, I must mention, my 30th... I had all of these grandiose dreams. We had the most incredible birthday plan, which would have been, I mean, in hindsight, you know, it is what it is, right? This was May of 2020. Oh, God. We had a month-long trip planned to Europe to go to Prague, Amsterdam, uh, Barcelona, and then finishing in Tassa del Mar, which is a city in northern Spain on the ocean in a gorgeous villa. All throughout this trip, all of my best friends from college were going to be in different parts of it. They were all going to come to the end. My mentor, Desiree, was also going to be there. Like, dream trip of all dreams. And instead, COVID was like, go fuck your 30th birthday. They're like, here's 30 masks. I know. I mean, and we sat, I, I did still have a lovely 30th in my sister's backyard. We all got together. They made me a cake and a banner. See, my sister's slaying it no matter what. She's always, she's always nailing a party. 
But, uh, you know, I think back on that moment, I'm like, we got to, we got to do that trip. Maybe 35. There we go. I was going to say, cause that's like in, that's like within reach. Yeah. It's not too far away. And if not that 40. Yeah. If not that 40 and if not, you know, whatever. (laughs) My time has passed for birthdays. It's fine. It's sad. I know when you have kids, it's all of a sudden like your birthday means nothing Uh, anymore. It does mean something. I know to us. We're going to have to, you know, but that's, that's aging, right? That's. Aging, which is a complicated hot topic, hot topic. We might have to touch upon in another episode, guys. Tell us how your birthdays were. Do you like birthday parties? Do you have any killer hacks for how you enjoy how you enjoy (laughs) your kids' birthday parties? You guys, let us know. DM us at Pop Moms Podcast on Instagram or email us popmomspodcast at gmail.com. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.